Hey there, I'm Stephanie, your inspirationalist. Welcome to my podcast on today. She is back again, Naisha George, the nurse. We will be talking, continue, actually we will continue our conversation on the COVID-19. So sit tight and listen and welcome Naisha to the show. We were talking about at the um, uh, at the end of our last interview, we were talking about the mask and the gloves. Mm-hmm. And then after I hung up, you and I, I called you and we talked more about it. And it was very informative about a lot of things that you you talked that you told me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the specific thing that you mentioned about the N95 um, can only be worn five days because of the cam- contamination. Um, and that we talked about the necessity of the gloves. You, you kind of detailed about the gloves. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Sure. So what we had talked about with the N95 lasting for five days, that only applies to when you are working on a COVID unit floor. So if you are only working a COVID unit floor, then um, what they have have us doing is um, wearing that N95, trying to keep it clean, trying to keep it from being contaminated, meaning that um, you would wear a face shield over your mask, over your N95 mask. Um, some people wear another plain mask over their N95 just to keep it clean and preserved because um, if you're working on a COVID unit, you are um, kind of wanting to uh, keep that N95 for at least five days until uh, or until it gets really soiled or dirty. Otherwise, you would change them out for five in that five days. So that's only applying to um, when working only um, specifically on a COVID unit. Um, otherwise, um, the N95, um, for what the manufacturer says, it lasts a pretty long time um, unless it gets really dirty, really soiled, or gets wet, um, then you would want to discard it. Um, But if you're using it other than for medical purposes, um, the manufacturer, most manufacturers saying that it does last a pretty long time as long as it's preserved. Oh, okay. Okay. So for instance, like those of us that are pretty much home, I'm retired. So those of us that are pretty much home and we just go off for the essentials, it probably mm-hmm. will last us much, much longer. Oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, as long as you're not getting it wet or dirty or, you know, contaminated with, you know, any type of fluids or anything, the N95 does last uh, a long time. Um, for us hospital workers, we would have to, wear it. Um, if we're working on a COVID floor, that's the um, the recommendation is to discard it after five days or sooner if it's uh, contaminated or dirty. Um, for us nurses, for myself, who I'm a labor and delivery nurse, so I'm not working on a COVID unit, but if I did take care of a COVID patient, I would discard that N95 at the end of my shift because I am not on a COVID unit, so I wouldn't wear that mask into another non-COVID patient's room or reuse that same mask if I have taken care of a COVID patient. Okay. Now we did. We were talking about I didn't about the gloves too, and and mm-hmm. uh, every time I talk to you, I don't really wear them. You know, I had started. I was 
trying to, oh, I need to buy some gloves or whatever. But once I talked to you, I was like, you just think it's a matter of just keeping your hands mm-hmm. washed clean, just washing them constantly. And that's what I've been doing is just mm-hmm. washing them constantly. But I still see people out and about um, wearing gloves, you know, in the grocery store or, 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 you know, when I go out for essentials. You know, we just have to, like we've all done, go back to the basics. And the basics was always hand hygiene, really good hand hygiene. That is our basic. That's what's going to prevent the spread of diseases and germs. It's basic, good hand hygiene. Um, You know, wearing gloves, that is a vehicle for germs because, I can guarantee you all those people in the store are not changing their gloves as needed, as appropriate, as it should be changed. And so although that germ is not on your hands, on your physical hands, it is on those gloves. And you are touching yourself, your personal items, um, your phone. You're touching like when people are at the cash register, they're touching everybody's money and then giving you money back, giving you your items back, and that's just another way for germs to be spread, and that's what we don't want is the spread of germs. And so the number one way to prevent the spread of germs is good hand hygiene. Yeah, I, I totally agree it's with that. It's been tested and it's been proven. It's a proven, tested scientific fact. Oh, yeah, yeah, I totally I totally agree with that. Um for myself. Uh, the next question that I have, and this question is one of my issues, one of my, one of my problems is suffocating. But some people feel like they are suffocating in a mask. What is the best protective mask to wear? You know, that is with everyone. That is everyone's main complaint. That is our main complaint, too, as nurses, is, you know, wearing something constantly over our faces. And, you know, there really isn't one mask that's better than the other. It's all about your preference, um, what you prefer, what mask works good for you. Um, we can tell when we get different masks what manufacturer made this mask, just depending on how it feels. You know, some, we're wearing that mask, you know, 8 to 12 hours in our shift, so we can tell that it's starting to break down, you know, in our mask. Like you can feel the fibers and stuff. Um, when those masks are, like, cheaply made, um, mm-hmm. the little paper disposable mask. So we're kind of, as nurses, we kind of get a little picky on who made this mask, which one is this mask, because we can tell, you know, some of the masks are definitely made different. So it's about a preference. Yeah. Um, I know wearing that N95 mask, it, it causes a seal. It's, it's, per, it's made to seal, make a seal around your face. So that mask is definitely one of the most, um, suffocating mask I've had to wear, and I've had to wear that for uh, a good part of my shift. Um, it definitely leaves marks and bruising on your face. So, um, but it's it's definitely needed when we're taking care of you know um, sick or uh, respiratory uh, patients. Um, so we have to, you know, wear the mask that you feel is definitely going to protect you, um, predicated on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there really isn't a good mask versus another one. It's just basically your preference. Um, I like for me, like when I'm outside, I like to wear like the homemade cloth mask. It's more mm-hmm. breathable for me. It's more softer. Um, I like to wear it that 
one that ties over my head versus the one that goes behind my ears. The one that goes behind my ears, it just tears up my ears. It um, it doesn't feel good. It causes a lot of pressure. It hits those pressure points for me on my ears, and I know a lot of nurses complain about that, so they've made some things to kind of help with those, having to wear the mask that go behind your ears. My preference is the one that I tie around my head so it doesn't go around my ears. It feels less suffocating to me, and it doesn't hit those pressure points that I have behind my ears. Um, so those, for me, the cloth ones, the homemade ones that I wear outside and, and the ones that tie around my head are more comfortable for me. But, it, again, it's it's whatever your preference is. Yeah, I had a uh, mask made, a couple of masks made off of, from cloth. Uh, I haven't particularly worn those at this point, mm-hmm. uh, but they did give me uh, some filters to go in between mm-hmm. To put yeah. in there but that one of the things is is the coffee filters are good to buy to place in there, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have to try that mask, but I haven't really um worn it at this point uh, my next question is it mandatory that all nurses receive training how to test for the for the virus um if you are gonna be working uh directly with patients um that yes, you should know how to perform. A coronavirus test or know to find someone in your unit um, that does it. Um, for us in my unit, we have all been trained to um, use the coronavirus swabs that are testing or know how to use that test because we've, uh, we work in triage um, where patients come in right off the street with obstetric problems and so we don't know too much of their background. Mm-hmm. And so um, if needed, you know, every nurse on our unit is expected to um, know how to use uh, the swab and know how to test properly for it. Um, so it's going to be, you know, unit specific, of course. Um, the ER would definitely, all the nurses that work in the ER uh, should be required to know how to um, use the coronavirus swab. Um, anyone that's really coming in contact with patients should know how to use it or have someone that's designated a super user on their unit um, to know how to do it. Now, my understanding from just what I've watched that it, it's kind of a painful experience for the patient because they have to go way up in the the nostril area. Is that the one of the main, main ways they test it is going up in your nostril? Hello, Stephanie? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. My phone started breaking. Can you repeat that again? Um, the 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 general way that I tested is going uh, using the the uh, little uh, stick and they go up in the nostrils. Is that the only way of testing? And that can be very painful. I I've heard that. Um, mm-hmm. Is that they test it? So the only the the testing that we have are the little cotton swabs. They do go. Uh, pretty far up the nostril, um, there is a little line point um, on the swab that kind of gives you a guide of how far to um, place that swab up your up to the nostrils. And it's just it's pretty similar to the influenza testing swab. If you know you would stick that swab all the way to the back part of the nose, all the way up to the line, you would leave it there for however many seconds the manufacturer has stated. Some of them are 15, 20 seconds, and um, turn it as you're pulling it out. And 
um, just depend on what side. There's multiple different tests. You have to do the, the nose and the back of the throat for some swabs, and then other swabs, it's just um, all the way to the back of the nose. So it just depends on what manufacturer and what swab um, you have that you're using. Do they pull any by the blood? Do they test by the blood, too, or...? No, they haven't tested by the blood to see. You know, I know that they've had been doing some antibody um, testing. Um, we don't really have, we haven't done, I know some nurses have had that done, um, and it has come back negative for them. But, um, again, that doesn't really, don't have very much information on that. So okay. um, we haven't use any um, blood testing for us, but we've all just been doing the swaps. Okay. And, I, and I just want my audience to know that there are only certain questions I can ask uh, Naisha because of Privacy Act and stuff. So uh, feel free, Naisha. I, I know I've written some questions down. If I do question you something that you can't answer, just say I cannot talk about it. That that will be fine. You know, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I am aware of that. So and I just want my audience to be aware of that too. Okay, so um, are nurses required to get vaccinations specifically for viruses such as the, the coronavirus? Um, right now, at this point, we are not required to get uh, a coronavirus vaccine. Um, I'm not sure if that will be a requirement in the later future. Um, to be a nurse, there are some required vaccines that we are required to have, um, but right now, coronavirus vaccine that has not been um, out yet or hasn't been completely invented that I know of um, is not as of yet a requirement. Yeah, and and and, and that you're right. They, they're still working on it and stuff. And and a lot of people are. There's a lot of discrepancy over whether people want to get it, and some people. Mm-hmm. Do not want to get in and stuff, and I have my own personal preference Me about it. Me too. <laughs> yeah, to I'm not so it. sure. <laughs> I would want to be the first in line for I, it. That's just... uh, yeah, I, I'm one of those. It's just like uh, they were allowing. I was looking at Southwest because uh, they were allowing people to fly out and stuff. And my grandson called me. He goes, "Are you think you're going to make a trip out here?" I said, "Well, I got to sit back and watch things first before yeah. I." Up on the plane, although I I take it I feel like that they are taking all the precautions that they can to you mm-hmm. know eyes everything that appears that they are I'm sure they are. Um, my other question is the initial fears seem to be plateauing and some folks want to return to norm to normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? You know I I know people are just over it. You're over being in the house. Um, they're over not being able to go anywhere or do anything that, you know, we used to be able to do um, at our own leisure. Um, in the summer months, they are coming, and the weather is getting beautiful, it's getting nice outside, and, you know, everybody wants to enjoy life and get back to, you know, where things are at. Um, I'm hoping that soon we will be able to do that. I really do hope so because I know I'm tired of being in the house. I'm tired of not being able to get, you know, to do the things that I enjoy doing. I've had to, you know, um, cancel a lot of my vacations. You know how much I love to travel. Yeah. (laughs) So I've had to cancel, you know, a lot of my vacations, and I'm just kind of, we're all kind of bummed about that, you know. And, you know, a lot of us, including myself, have some upcoming vacations in the later part of summer that's kind of like hanging in the balance and, and not sure 
if I should cancel it or what's going to happen or, you know, that kind of thing. So we're all kind of still um, in limbo. But I know that, you know, a lot of us are just ready to return back to work. I really feel sorry for a lot of the people who have small businesses that this is definitely mm-hmm. has affected. Um, I'm hoping that um, soon that they can uh, return back to work with safety measures in place so that they can continue and start to make a living and provide the services that um, we would like to have. Um, so that's why I'm hoping that um, hopefully in the near future, in the next couple of weeks, um, things will start to gradually um, com- become back to normal with, of course, um, safety measures in place. Yeah, because when that sun starts coming out, starts warming out, you start kind of um, kind of get a little happy on the inside. You just want to get out and go and, and, like you say, you know, connect and do things, especially when it comes to uh, going by the water. I love going by the water. So Yes. I love to travel. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, you know, a lot of our travel plans, you know, have been, you know, kind of been postponed to next year, unfortunately. You know, it's just, you know, we always want to keep in mind that we want to, you know, make sure that when we are opening up things that it is done in a safe measure so that, you know, we don't have another wave and mm-hmm. um, more people are, are not um, affected by you know, this virus, it seems like, you know, we're trying to, that we've gotten a good, a pretty good hold on it. And we want to keep that, the reins on that and, and keep the numbers down and um, have a nice uh, steady decrease in numbers and deaths. So um, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, the government is trying to figure out their best way to do that. And I know that a lot of people are not happy with the decisions that are made, being made, um, but I'm just hoping that it's all in the best interest of Everyone in, in this state that everyone is in. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't quite see us going totally back to the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be some major changes, you know. But um, yes, definitely. You know, my daughter she just enrolled um, in college for her second year, and the fall classes are all online. They're, um, yeah. So and that's the probably what's going to be happening is um, probably school for the next year, at least for the fall year, will probably be online because, of course, when school starts next year, um, right when they get into school, we're going to be heading right back into flu season. And, you know, I don't know where we're going to be at with the coronavirus and if it's going to cause another increase along with flu. So those are two viruses that we will be combating um, Mm -hmm. during the fall. So it's probably a good idea that, um, you know, things remain online for a while until, yeah. Yeah. you know, we get a complete, complete hold on everything. Yeah, I, I have a, my niece, I, my niece is special needs and she lives with me. And um, I was just told today that they are uh, contemplating, if they, they continue with the uh, social distancing, mm-hmm. that not be able to have classes for those children that are in special needs. So it will definitely be a major shift. Um, you know, everything is just floating up in the air, you know, yeah. instruct everything and stuff like that. Um, but I'm I'm glad to have you to come back on the show, um, uh, uh, Naisha, to give us some pointers and stuff about uh, the healthcare, nursing, and your experience in there. And I will not end the, this um, talk without bringing up, you and I both are believers of Christ. And Absolutely. I, I, my, my, my podcast is 
centered on just uh, spiritualism and religion. And so uh, without ending this, I want to know your thoughts, you know, as far as a believer. Um, give us some more insight. You gave us a little bit of at the end, end of the podcast before, and mm-hmm. give us some more. Just give people some type of hope, you know what I mean? Well, the hope that I can give is that God knows, God sees, and God is sitting on a throne, and, you know, he is watching everything that is going on, and um, he is our hope. He is our faith, and, you know, these are times when we definitely just have to lean on him and trust in him, especially during these times. This is a, a hard, unknown mm-hmm. season that we are in. And, you know, nothing is new under the sun. Nothing is new. God already know, knew this was going to happen. I already foresaw it. And, you know, he already has a plan. And all we have to do is just trust and and believe in him that, you know, we are going to make it through this rough season. I mean, we look in the Bible, a lot of um, believers in the Bible had rough seasons, rough times. And, you know, God saw them through that and, and gave them double for their trouble. So, you know, I'm looking for the increase, you know, for when this is over. I'm looking to receive double from our troubles for, you know, what we have had to endure. And I'm hoping that, you know, with what we are enduring, that this brings us closer to God, that, you know, our faith and our trust in him exceeds than what we were at in 2019. Amen. Thank you so much, Naisha, uh, for joining me on my podcast on today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay. Uh-huh.